that angled at her at all a little more. No, so you, if you can't hear me, it's fine. <laughs> Basically, you're just going to talk to your... This is, think of it like a conference talk. We're just going to talk at our normal places. You don't have to worry about, like, if you think you're being too quiet, speak up. But Ryan's going to be quiet because that's what Ryan does. You'll be... I think you'll be surprised in terms of... Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Top 5 Report, the podcast that wonders, does Han Solo dream about being Indiana Jones, or does Indiana Jones dream about being Han Solo? My name is Drew. I'll be your host for the evening as usual. Uh, normally, along with me on my ride is my brother, Peter. Uh, he, unfortunately, could not be with us tonight. Something came up last minute. I don't actually even know what he's up to, so we're going to have to ask him next week. Um, we do have a special guest sitting in his place just for tonight to make this more of a conversation. We're going to do something a little different than normal. So if this is your first time listening to us, this is not a normal episode for us. Um, however, this show wouldn't be what it is if I didn't have a good sound guy. So along with me, as always, is Ryan, who is pointing at me like his normal salute that he does. Um, and will probably sit quiet like always. However, like I said, we have a guest tonight. Um, I was doing some thinking about something different in terms of the show since I had to change it at last minute and I realized I have an opportunity to, to talk to someone who is new to this world of geek culture that we live in and when I say new I mean very new. Um, so I thought this might be kind of fun to talk about what it means to be a new fan and we'll get that to that later in the show but I'll introduce her right now. Uh, my friend Bryn if you want to say hello. Hello. Um, at any rate so Let's start with what we're watching, Bryn. Is there anything like you were have been watching recently, or a new movie you saw, or? So this weekend, I with my family in town, we watched together Man on Fire. Okay. Which I really liked. Like the Denzel movie. Yeah. Is that a first time viewing? Yeah. Oh, nice. It was really okay. Good. And I happened to be listening to a podcast that talked about like kidnappings in Latin America, so it really worked out well, and I probably liked the movie way more because of that. Um, and then I watched. Uh, Jack Reacher, the second one. The second one? I haven't watched that one yet. Um, it was pretty good. I didn't okay. see the first one. So. Okay. Um, I really liked the first one up to the end of the movie. I thought the ending of the movie was kind of anticlimactic and kind of sudden. Like it, I'm like, I felt like there should have been more. Um, the trailer for the second one looked great, but there was actually some Jack Reacher news recently where they're pulling, they're going to like reboot the whole thing as a television series. And Tom Cruise won't be involved at all because the creator feels that Tom Cruise isn't like physically big enough to play the character per the description from the novels. <laughs> so I don't really know what that means in terms of who they're going to go with, but I just thought that was interesting. So it's kind of funny. Like I just learned this and then you bring up that movie. Yeah, so. I mean, it was a good movie. I thought my dad said that you didn't need to see the first one to watch the second one other than you you get the backstory of who he is. It's oh. like a completely different storyline. Well, because when I saw the trailer, I liked the trailer. So I mean, then I went and watched the first movie thinking I oh, should yeah. probably see this I'm first. sure maybe things, you might pick up on other things, but like it didn't take away from the story at all, not seeing the first one, at least from what I think. And sure. It was good. And then the other movie that I watched was Strangers Pray at Night. Oh. Which is horrible. Okay. Well, when it comes to horror, like, I love horror movies, but that's, like, Home Invasions is where I draw the line. Yeah. The, the first, you haven't seen the first one? I did not, because okay. of Home Invasions yeah. is where I... The first one is, like, legit creepy. The second one is, like, more of a joke. Oh. 
Okay. That's that, a lot of times I feel like that's how most horror franchises go. Yeah. Unless they they either get funny and dumb or hyper gory and yeah. dumb. The first one seems like really realistic, which made it so creepy. I mean, that idea of someone breaking into your house and then the second one was just like so unrealistic. You just all right. couldn't enjoy it at all. I guess I could take your word for that. <laughs> Is that all you're watching? Um, I'm watching House. I'm rewatching House MD. Um, just kind of as a background thing. I watched it before, but I'm I'm finishing it up. I'm on the last season now. So, oh, do you have anything on the slate for afterwards? No. Uh, during the school year, I'm a teacher, so during the school year, it's hard for me to watch new TV series because I get too sucked into them, and then I can't focus on my schoolwork. Um, so I like rewatch things a lot during the school year, and then when summer or like winter All right. break, I guess. All right. Um, so yeah. on your wa- rewatch list, what's next when you finish House? I don't know. I have to scroll through Amazon Video or and oh, Netflix okay. to find something, <laughs> okay. or I'm open to suggestions. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, well, I watched. Finally, I watched Incredibles two. Um, that's the only like new thing because I've been watching like my normal shows on the nights that they air. So I Incredibles two. I finally got a chance to watch it. Um, I really liked, I love the first one. It's probably one of the greatest superhero movies ever made. Um, so a long time coming. We finally get the second one. I really enjoyed it. Um, the, I feel I need to watch it again because I feel that there was so much to it. Have you seen the movie? Yeah. Okay. What do you, what do you mean there's so much to it? I just, I felt that there's a lot of layers that I was missing or like I wasn't reading into the way I should have been reading into it. Did you see the end have like coming? No. Really? Well, yes and no. But the way I looked at it was like, there was a lot more to it in terms of like the meat, like in the first movie, it was just them in terms of superheroes. There wasn't any other superheroes. So as they kept adding things into the movie, as it kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger, I felt there was all this like stuff that I was like blindly missing because I'm like... When I watch a movie, a lot of times when there's like stuff going on in the foreground and it's just like a couple people talking, my eyes are not watching the couple people that they intend you to watch. I'm watching all the stuff going on in the back. And with cartoons, it's a little different in terms of what you can watch in, at the same time. So even though I'm trying to watch all this other stuff, I'm still trying to focus on foreground. And I feel like I missed a lot, even though like I loved the movie. I just thought that it got bigger. Yeah. It was much bigger than I expected it to be. I so. liked all of those superheroes, so that was cool. But I did remember seeing the scene. There was the one scene that they had to give the epilepsy warning on. I don't remember that scene. Yeah, this I saw it, it in theaters. The movie, so the movie, there was a lot of like warnings. Like, if you, if you suffer from epilepsy, be wary of this movie, whatever. And there's the one scene in the middle of the movie, and I was like, oh, that's the scene. <laughs> so... Um, I got. I don't remember the context as to how they got there, but the 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 way the lights and stuff are flashing on screen, I'm like, that's the scene they're talking about. So, um, all right. Well, let's move on to news because we got some stuff. Um, feel free to comment as you can. Um, I'm going to. Bryn doesn't know some of these news stories. She's looking at my whiteboard right now, going, "I don't know what some of this stuff is," which is okay. Yeah, but that's um, how I usually. Sorry, but I usually get my news from this. Oh, <laughs> so now that's, I'm getting, now I'm getting it live. <laughs> All right, great. Well, I'm going to uh, the first story. I know you're not going to know anything about, but there's one that you're going to have a lot of things to say on it because of your newfound love in this world. Uh, and then I, then I know that's Marvel. So um, so everyone, I brought her on to talk about Marvel stuff later on. So we'll get to that in a moment. But uh, the first news story I have on the list here is uh, there's an anime called Cowboy Bebop. It's one of the most popular animes that exist. It's about futuristic bounty hunters. Um, 
I've seen, I haven't seen all of it, but I've seen a good chunk of the show. It's fantastic. Their Netflix is bringing it to be a live action series. I just thought that was really cool that they're doing it because some of the stuff Netflix has done in terms of uh, adaptation from anime to live action, the thing they like, Death Note is an anime they made into a live action movie. You know, there's a lot of like these animes being transferred into like live action, and I think they're coming out really well. Like uh, Ghost in the Shell with Scarlett Johansson, I thought it was a really good translation. So I'm kind of anxious to see how this turns out. Just wanted to let everyone know if they didn't see that uh, news story. Um, We're going to jump to Disney and Fox have a lawsuit uh, that got filed recently. Um, I stumbled on this and I thought it was really interesting. So Disney is acquiring Fox as a company. We've talked about that heavily and this is something I didn't even think about. But then I realized I should have seen this coming. When Disney acquires a company like Fox, they have all these things aside from their television entertainment stuff and movies, there's got to be other projects in the works and things that Fox is going to have to like either let go or Disney's going to have to absorb. So Fox was in the process of building an amusement park, like a movie-themed amusement park in Kuala Lumpur. Disney, after acquiring Fox, has said that's not going to happen anymore and stopped the production of the park. So now there's, I think it's like a $1.7 million lawsuit like to them, and I feel like that's pocket change for Disney, but... Uh, I just thought that was interesting that they're going through it. So we might actually, the reason I bring this up is only because as Disney goes, gets closer and closer to closing the Fox deal, which it's almost done. I think it's like got a January date of closure. Um, but as we go, there might be a few more things that kind of slip through the cracks that, you know, could become troublesome. And the reason I think this is a good sign of things technically becoming troublesome is because of the comic book integration. This whole thing happened because Disney wanted control of superheroes. Uh, specific ones that belonged to Marvel, and they wanted to make sure they had stuff. So we could run into a couple other issues. I just thought it was interesting to point out. So, um, next piece of news. Uh, so everyone knows there's a Spider-Man animated film coming out into the Spider-Verse. Right? Bryn is nodding her head. Yes, she knows about this. In the movie, if you didn't know, the movie is going to... The trailer makes this pretty clear. In alternate realities, there's multiple Spider-Man, right? There's Peter Parker, Miles Morales, there's Spider-Man 2099, there's Spider-Pig, if you've seen the movie, or have seen the trailer for the movie. The one of them is Spider-Gwen. Bren has a confused look on her face. There's an actual Spider-Pig movie? No, the Spider-Pig in the movie, I misspoke. Like, if you've seen the trailer for the movie, you know that there's a Spider-Pig. From, I haven't seen the trailer. Oh, okay. I, I just know of Spider-Pig from The Simpsons. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Well, there is a Spider-Pig in the Marvel Universe. He exists in an alternate reality. He will be part of this Into the Spider-Verse animated <laughs> okay. Spider-Man movie. One of the Spider-Mans in the movie is Gwen Stacy, or Spider-Gwen. Now, most people know Gwen Stacy as Peter Parker's first love, who then later was killed by Green Goblin, and, you know, and that kind of puts Spider-Man on the path to just be the great superhero he is. So, in this alternate reality, Gwen Stacy was the one who was bit by the spider and given the powers. So, she became the Spider-Man in her reality. So, when the universes collide in this Spider-Man that they're... This animated Spider-Man film, Gwen Stacy will be joining the team of Spider-Men that are going to be finishing out the... Uh, uh, fixing the problem, solving the problem, or you know, getting everything back to how it should be. The popularity of Spider Gwen in the comic books, and the popularity 
of how she's tracking in terms of her popularity of the new movie coming. Uh, it looks like they're potentially fast-tracking a sequel to Into the Spider-Verse, fully focused on Spider-Gwen and the other female Spider-Man characters like like Silk, Spider-Girl, Spider-Woman, um, in a world where female leads are very um, profound right now. Um, I s- should have seen that's coming. <laughs> so... Girl power. Yeah, right? Okay. Now we're going to get on to the big news where I think you're going to have a lot to say. So the Russo brothers, who directed such Marvel films as Captain America Civil War, Captain America the Winter Soldier, Infinity War, um, and the new Avengers movie that's coming out in May, sat down and had a screening. Um, Let me pull this up here because they had a lot to say. So they did a screening with a bunch of uh, news outlets and they um it was basically we're gonna watch infinity war and then it's a q a with the russo brothers about the movie or like upcoming stuff so what caught me to this story to begin with is i opened the news to read it and the headline i saw said russo brothers will not do another superhero movie unless it's secret wars now I'm getting a strange look from across yeah, the table. I don't know what Secret Wars is. So Secret Wars is... Back... Secret Wars was Marvel's very first massive crossover in the comic books. I want to say 84-ish Between time. all of the different groups? Everything. X-Men, Avengers, Spider-Man, Fantastic Four. Everyone was involved in this, even the villains. Um, basically, the idea was there was a character known as the Beyonder... And he wanted to find out who really was the true hero. So he snagged all the villains off of Earth. And he snagged all the superheroes off of Earth. And dumped them onto a planet that he created called Battleworld. And said the last person standing wins. Now, this series, Secret Wars, is a childhood favorite of mine. Because it's one that I grew up It's like when I first started reading comic books, that's what was happening in comic books with Secret Wars. This was the series that originated the symbiote suit that would later become Venom. This is when Spider-Man first came in contact with the alien that would become Venom. That's why when the Venom movie came out, we're like, there's no way they're going to cover Secret Wars and then give him the... <laughs> and then his torment through the suit and then giving it, casting it off to Venom. We knew that wasn't happening. So, but that's the dream. If you think about it, Marvel is now going to get all their characters back because they, they're buying Fox. So... After they're done with Infinity War, is that the next step? Is Marvel going to be walking down the Secret Wars road? Because as a fan of comic books, that would be amazing. And to be completely honest, that's where I think they're going to go. But, so here's some quotes. So, Russo Brothers got asked what their plan is next. Like, what superhero movie do you want next? One of them, there's two of them. I always forget their names, but one of the answers they gave was... uh, Okay, listen, my second favorite character growing up and one of my prized possessions in my comic book collection is Incredible Hulk number 181, which of course is the first appearance of Wolverine. I feel that the mission of the Marvel Universe is to keep exploring and surprising people. Surprise them with casting choices, surprise them with story choices. If we're moving into this world of crossover events, certainly that affords opportunity for other large-scale stories from the books like Secret Wars, which was another favorite of mine as a kid. There's a big potential moving forward if Fox and Disney deal closes. 
So the Russo brothers are basically saying, if we're going to do Secret Wars, we're in, but we're not touching superhero movies. And that's, I think that's kind of sad that they wouldn't want to do anything else because even if they wanted to take a break from Marvel, I would love to see them tackle something else. And I'm not saying go to the DC side of things. Maybe there's an independent book. Maybe they're like, you know what? We always liked this Witchblade character that exists in this um, independent uh, comic. Let's make that a movie or let's, you know... Let's tackle Sin City again and try and do something over there because the first Sin City movie I thought was great. The second... The comics? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, Sin City is like a beloved like comic series. And I thought the first movie was awesome. I really didn't care for the second one. So um, I thought that was interesting. Okay. Another question that I got asked was about Captain America because Chris Evan tweeted that he was done with his role as Captain America and he tweeted out how it was an emotional ride and he's wanted to thank everybody and that kind of thing. So when they asked about that, this is what the Russo brothers had to say. I think it was more emotional for him than it was because he's not done yet. I won't explain what that means, but fans will soon understand what I'm talking about. So when Chris Evans posted that tweet, I thought to myself, oh, there it is, death of Captain America, we're done. Because eventually, like, their contracts are going to run out, and I just assumed that was the case. And then I see this quote. He's not done yet. Okay, so from the comics, like, you, I, I know that, like, Captain America, like, dies, and then, like, someone else picks up the shield, and there's a new Captain America or whatever. So, but does then after those, does the original one ever come back somehow? Yeah. So Steve Rogers, event, so at the end of, in the Civil War comic... Steve Rogers gets assassinated at the end. And um, Bucky, the Winter Soldier, becomes Captain America. Bucky Barnes. You a fan of Bucky? Yeah, I like Bucky. Okay, well, he becomes Captain America. And then at one point, Steve Rogers does come back. Because in the comic book world, you don't stay dead for long. So that could be the same thing then, right? Maybe that's what they're saying. Maybe that's what they're saying. I so don't. Maybe someone else will pick up the shield after Infinity War. Well, potentially, but you got to remember, Captain America is still alive at the end of Infinity War. I know. He but survived we have a whole the movie. snap. We do, which is three hours long, so <laughs> we're not entirely sure. So maybe. Well, so you're saying that the potential that he could die in the film early on, and then we get another little comic. We get a little bit show of someone else picking up the shield being. Captain America for the next series of movies, and then maybe he comes back. All right. Fair I enough. I like Chris Evans as Captain America. I do, too. Um, I don't know. I Honestly, I don't want... No one wants to see any of these actors go anywhere, but no. we all know they're eventually going to get too old to play the role, or they're going to get too big in terms of money. I Iron Man to change. I know. No one does want Iron Man to change. So... That will there's always the you know be sad there's me. always the opportunity Iron Man could very well um, what if Iron Man or Tony Stark they kill Tony Stark I know you're shaking your head no but what if they were to kill Tony Stark and then he becomes the instead he has already preloaded his like I guess voice or personality or whatever and he becomes the voice in the suit for whoever's the next okay Iron Man. that's fine because I do not like Friday. <laughs> so I know. I'll be okay you and I, have, you and I have talked a long time about this, and every now and then you mention it like I don't like Friday, so. No, they'll be okay with me. But no, I just thought that'd be kind of cool. Like you know, there was that there was a theory out there that uh, Shirari, a Black Panther's yeah. sister, would become the next Iron Man. 
Um, if you know what's going on in comic books right now, there's this girl, there's this black girl who is the current Iron Man. She, she goes by the name Iron Heart, um, and she's basically taken over for Tony Stark. That was on that game that Cameron was just playing. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He, oh. he, I was like, is that Iron Man? And he showed me, and it was the name popped up as Iron Heart, and I was like, who is Iron Heart? Yeah. Now so, I know. Right. So, uh, so she is technically replacing Tony Stark in the comic books right now, um, which is cool. So if they were to go down that road in the movies, honestly, as long as you're making comic book connections and like taking what I know from the page and putting it on screen, I'm all for it because that's awesome. We live in a world where I can actually say we might see Adam Warlock on the screen Back in the day, you would never dream of seeing Adam Warlock on the screen. So. Yeah. Well, that would be cool. I watched a video uh, the other day, and it was, like, the actors from the Avengers, and it was the actress that played, um, what's her name, Shuri? Yeah, Shuri. Shuri, whatever. I, um, how about this? this I, I want to say they they pronounce it weird, but then again, it's, like, South African, like, dialect, so, like, when they say Shuri. It's Wakandan, but if you think, like, the accent no, yeah, seems no. more South African. But they, um, it sounds like it's Shirari, and then I look at the spelling, and I don't know how to pronounce it. So I'm hoping I'm saying that correctly. <laughs> well, she was, like, saying, someone tweeted and said, like, they can't wait to see an Iron Man in her, like, meet up, actually, so she can show off all her, like, high-tech stuff that's, like, even cooler than Tony Stark. I know, I, I know. That's, a, that's definitely a scene that I'm looking forward to as well. Um, well, let's move on to the piece that I'm worried that you're going to be upset about in this Q&A. Oh, no. Okay. Now, uh, since we haven't really gotten into Bryn's fandom yet on the show here, uh, there is a character that she is very um, infatuated with, and that's Loki. Okay? And we all think... We all think that uh, we're not sure what happened to Loki because we know Thanos killed him, question mark, in Infinity War. Okay. By the way, spoilers if you haven't seen Infinity War by now, but box office dollars says everyone who's seen listening to this show has seen Infinity War. Um, so has, is Loki dead, question mark? I'd like to think that he's still alive. Um, one of the reasons I say that is because he uh, he's not as guardian he is a product of the Frost Giants, and we saw him as, as a blue kid, and then later we see him as an adult, and he's not blue. I would like to think, because he's able to shapeshift, that is the form he's chosen, and that's got to take some level of concentration, right? So if you were to die for real, wouldn't you lose that level of concentration, and he should turn blue? At least in my head. Yeah, I see what you're saying, but then I have a question that might okay. be, I might be taking it too literal. Okay. At what point did he train himself to take on that form and forget that he was a frost giant to become who he... Like, well, I don't think he ever forgot. So he, you think he knew this whole time? Well, yeah, because well, in Thor 1, he threatens Odin with it. Oh, I thought he found out later. Well, he does find out, but at some point he figured out how to not be blue because we saw him as the blue child when Odin found it. Yeah. So I'm just somehow he figured out a way to do it. And then he just somehow forgot, or he just, he was blue and he didn't know why he was blue, but. Well, and that makes me want to go watch I know, I need Thor to all over again. I need to rewatch too. But what I do know is that he, when he, he threatens Odin with it, like, yes, it's probably, it's probably one of those things where you're too young to remember. 
You know, I mean, how far can you remember back? Oh, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? He was probably too young to have that memory, and he grew up the whole time knowing he's Odin's son. And then later he finds out he's not Odin's son. He's, you know, a frost giant, and Odin just, you know... So... I hope that's... I hope that theory is, proves to be it's true. Ju- it's just my thought. However, one of the questions that got asked to the Russo brothers was, is Loki dead? So... Don't say... That, don't tell me that they said an answer. They did have an answer. Do you want to know what it is? You have a big pause here. No, because I'm nervous that it's going to be a sad... This is technically a spoiler. Just tell me. Okay. So this is technically a spoiler for the next Avengers film. So I understand if no one wants to read it. So do you want me... Like, that's a good point. Maybe I should not read this. Now I'm kind of bummed that I read it. But we're all been wondering if Loki's live or not. Yeah, but... Because there's a theory going around right now that the reason Bruce Banner couldn't change into the Hulk... Was because Loki is actually yeah, Bruce I saw Banner. That. But then I realized I don't think I believe that. I read, I, I watched yeah, like no. videos and videos that had that theory. I don't, I don't believe it either. It makes too much sense. The other, like it, no, I don't believe that at all. So do you want to know before well, I move on? I have a question. Sure. Before, okay. So I was like reading stuff about from like the comic. This also this. their answer. Sorry to interrupt, but this answer could be a straight redirect because they don't want us to know something. Well, when people, like, so I read something that, like, Adam Warlock, like, hangs out in the Soul Stone, like, when he's, like, dead, but then he comes back, and, like, there's this whole theory that, like, Gamora is also not truly dead, like, she's just in the Soul Stone. I I think Gamora's in the Soul Stone, too. So, does that mean you're dead, or is that you're just in the Soul Stone? I'm not entirely sure. We just saw Gamora's body, right? Yeah. Because he threw her off the cliff, and he got the stone. I don't know. I'm just confused because I want. I'm trying to f- find a, a reason why they're all still really alive. Okay. They're well, dead, but they're not dead. Uh, whether we'll get, I think we're gonna get that. However, I think that because of the way you have to retrieve the soul stone, like you have to ha- you have to make a sacrifice, yeah. right, to retrieve the soul stone. So, let's say for example, to get Gamora out, you'd have to make a sacrifice to get her and her soul back. Right? Let's just we'll just focus on Gamora because we don't really know what the deal with the snap of the fingers is, right? Correct. Okay. So Gamora is in wherever the Soul Stone was, a sacrifice has to be made. If you watch just the Guardians movies, Guardians One and Two, where Nebula is those are the only two movies that Nebula is really present in before you get to Infinity War. Yeah. The relationship between Nebula and Gamora as sisters is being is grows and being repaired, right? To a point where they very much care for each other. And it's clear that they care for each other. And they're sorry that the things between them have happened, but it all because of their father, Thanos. I think the, one of the reasons Nebula did not disappear when Thanos snapped his fingers is because they're planning on Nebula sacrificing herself for Gamora so Gamora can come out. Okay. I could see that happening. That's one of the reasons why I think... Nebula did not disappear. Just a thought. I mean, this is my this is my understanding. This makes me an un this makes me the unreliable narrator, and it's just my own understanding of the source material. But yeah, but that's a good. I mean, that's a good connection because I know the stories are different for like the MCU and then the actual comics. Like, it's not the same right. exact story, but then she plays a key part in both of them. Right. At least. Right, and Nebula doesn't in the movies doesn't look anything like Nebula looks in the comic books. Nebula in the comics is really weird looking, so I like the way she looks. The robotic. 
It's mechanical. Yeah, I prefer the robotic mechanical. How about this? When I don't know what she, I've never seen her. When we're done here, I'll show you a picture. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm uh, surprised I haven't seen her. Yeah, no, she's not on my table at all. Um, when I say on my table, if no one's ever actually seen this table, maybe I'll have a picture posted on our Twitter or our Facebook, but it's basically it's comic books. all comic book covers around the table. So Not real comic books. Actually, they are. Well, not like... They are. It's it's a little sacrilege because I'm a comic book fan, but we... It's a special made table. It's kind of... It's a specially made really table. Cool. So, uh, Ryan is trying to take a picture. I don't know if he's getting Bryn in the shot or not, but... <laughs> she was very nervous coming on here, so she's like, no, don't make this a Facebook Live show. Um, at any rate. At any rate. Uh, do you want to know the answer to the Loki yeah, Dead question? Okay. So if you spent, I'm going to read, this is exactly from the article I found. So if you spent the better part of 2018 mourning the God of Mischief, we have some bad news for you. The Russo brothers have confirmed Loki, uh, Odinson, Prince of Asgard, is in fact dead. During a special screening of the Avengers Infinity War last night, Peter Scaretti of Slash Film was kind enough to tweet all the new information he learned from Joe and Anthony Russo. The dynamic sibling behind the team, I'm sorry, the dynamic sibling team behind the Avengers installment. Um, and that's all it said. So they confirmed in the I'm question. Like, but here's the thing. That's all they said is he's dead. And in standard comic book stuff is one, and this is where you got to understand, comic characters in comic books don't stay dead for very long. Okay? There's always a way to bring them back. So, you know, Batman has died twice that I'm aware of. And my knowledge of Batman outweighs my knowledge of what it means to be a real person. So, <laughs> um, he has been dead twice. He's come back. Loki, if you listen to Thor's dialogue in the movies, Loki's been dead before. I know, but he said, he also com commented that he thinks this time is different. He did say that, but, you know, Loki did say right before he died, we'll have a chance to be again. I'm hoping you know. that, okay, say he's dead, there's still going to be something. It's gonna something's gonna happen. He's gonna come back. I'm calling okay. it now. Well, I don't know. Those are just some. Those are the major bullet points from the Q and A that I was like, we need to discuss this because I thought it was interesting. So um, I don't know how you feel about any of that. Um, I'm waiting for it to be proven differently. Okay, great. We'll see how that goes <laughs> because we're all everyone. I like. I don't know anyone whose butt is not gonna be in a seat come May for this movie. They do not need to sell tickets because the tickets are already sold. Um, so I'm sure that they'll announce a date of ticket sales and I will be buying my ticket immediately. Um, with that being said, uh, that covers the news for the evening. Uh, we're going to move on to our next thing tonight. This is a little different than normal. Uh, if this is your first time listening to us, the show kind of takes two parts. We talk some news in the first half and you know things that we're like looking forward to. Uh, but now we run into the back half. If Peter was here, we'd be discussing a top five list. Top five something we're like we like. Uh, we were supposed to do top five team sports movies, but since Peter couldn't make it, I'm not going to do a top five without him. So we're going to push that to next week, and we're going to do something new. Um, one of the things that I realized as a fan of whether it be Star Wars, comic books. Uh, science fiction, non-fiction, doesn't matter what you're a fan of. You could just be a fan of sports. You could be a fan of music. 
you could be a fan of Harry Potter, you could be a fan of Twilight, it doesn't matter. The thing is, is that all of our fandoms are technically the same. Just because I'm not into sports doesn't mean someone's not into sports the way I am into Star Wars. Or, you know, it doesn't really matter. What's interesting about it is I was thinking about how when you say, oh, I never saw that movie, there's always someone in the room that goes, what? You need to see that movie. What is wrong with you? Where have you been? How, you know, how have you not seen this? And then they start forcing stuff and start jamming it down your throat. Or you say, hey, I've always wanted to watch the Harry Potter movies. What's the best order to watch these in? Or what's the, you know, should I watch read the books first or watch the movies? Or however, like, there's always some kind of question or like Game of Thrones. Should I read the book? Should I just watch the show? What's Questions come up and then I feel like a lot of people get frustrated and they start ramming things down people's throats in a negative way. And I don't mean negative in the terms of, I, I sometimes I feel like it's force fed. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like they're, it, they're not trying to be negative because they want you to love it, but they want you to love it fast and they want you to, they want to tell you how to do it the right way. And that might not be the right way. Well, and whose opinion? Well, okay. So we're going to use the Marvel movies for an example. There's 20 films, 20, yeah, 20 films right now, and they, like, 20 films that are available for home viewing, because we're still waiting on the next two that haven't released in theaters. What's the proper viewing order? The order that you gave me. Oh, see? And this is where you asked, what's the opinion? Now, I'm not saying I'm right, but the reason I bring that up is because I really feel, as the fan that I am, of all the things that I'm into, if someone were to say, I've never seen Star Wars, I want to start watching Star Wars. My job is not to force them down the path. My job is to, pun intended by the way, if you caught that, my job is to um, be a guide and let you take the journey and be there to answer questions and be there to filter and you know, provide context between films or whatever the case may be. And if you want to explore the comic books or if you want to explore the novels, this is a direction you can go in. Or, oh, hey, now that you've finished these movies, you might like this television series or something. And discuss, like, for example, if you watch the first Iron Man movie, we talk about the movie, yeah, I liked it, that kind of stuff. But then you run into, well, what we learned from it. All I should be is a guide. I shouldn't be forcing anything. I shouldn't be dictating my opinion. Just let you form your own, and then we go from there. Well, when I thought about that, I realized what's really would be a really cool thing to do is talk to someone who can legitimately say they're a brand new fan. And it's very rare when you get to find someone who can say that they're a brand new fan to things. And that's one of the reasons why I brought Bryn on. Because at some point over the summer, she decided she wanted to watch the Marvel films. And then we had this giant conversation as to what order to watch them in because... You know, you can't watch Iron Man 1, 2, and 3 back to back to back because there's giant holes between movies because you need to see Avengers 1 before you watch Iron Man 3 because of the references and dialogue. And you, the Marvel movies don't line up that way. It's one, 20 movies, one giant story. So Bryn has basically fallen in love head over heels with the Marvel Universe. So... We're going to talk to Brynn what it's like to be a new fan in the world of, well, fandom. All right. Okay. So let me ask you this question. 
prior to you and I having the conversation of which order do I watch these in, what drove you to want to see them in the first place? So I randomly watched Guardians of the Galaxy, not knowing that it was part of this at all. Yes. Someone's just like, hey, do you want to watch this movie? And I'm like, sure. And I like absolutely fell in love with it. Right. And now, be- I'm curious, before you go on with your answer, what made that movie stand out? Because I remember telling you, like, so you and I were talking, I don't know where we were, but you had said you saw that movie, and I was like, oh, really? Did you see any of the other ones? And you had no idea what I was talking about. It was like this giant question mark appeared in your head. You're like, what other ones? <laughs> so what struck, what really struck out to you in that film? So... Well, I had known about all of the other movies before. I just didn't know that they were connected. And the reason why I asked you what order I should watch them in is because, well, I remember actually asking you, like, oh, the library has, like, Iron Man 1, 2, and 3. They're all, like, checked out. And you're like, no, 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 no. You don't watch them in that kind of order. Like, you watch them in the order right. that you gave me. So I would have been totally, I would right. have watched Iron Man 1, 2, and 3 then. By the way, like, if four, anyone's one, questioning two, the order, I can lay it out for you guys later. Um, but... It's mostly release order except for a couple changes because of vocal cues and references that I felt made more sense if I put them in a different slot. Um, And it definitely does because I watched them. When I started, I watched them essentially like within like, I don't know, two weeks. It was two weeks. You watched 20 movies in two weeks. So my sister was hurt. (laughs) Ryan's just shaking his head over here. I'm not... have a life but like my sister was hurt like seriously hurt and so she couldn't do anything and I had to take care of her and so that's all we did we just watched like four movies a day and it was awesome doing it because when one movie ended you got that little like end the trailer or not the trailer the bonus scene and then it, it connected so well to the next one so when he switched those that movie i think yeah. it was black panther like, i it moved made so much i moved more sense. i moved spider-man homecoming to a different slot and i moved black panther to a different slot yeah. and i only did it because of vocal cues and visual stuff within the movies themselves and the end credit scenes too it made yeah. more sense it just worked out so it was it was really cool watching i mean if you have the time to be able to watch them that quickly it's it's helpful because it puts everything together. You're not like forgetting things, and it just really makes it one whole thing. What's really interesting about the timeline thing is if you have time to watch them in that or in that speed, it's fantastic. If you don't, and you had to watch them like I did, who watched them on upon release, I went to the theater and saw all the movies. When you got to Infinity War, this is a line where Iron Man says, "Blah blah blah," six years ago, and I was like, "Oh my god, that was six years ago, real time." Like, you know, like, I saw that movie six years ago. That's, you know, that's where, like, it kind of lines up in this weird, wow, that's interesting that that line exists. Um, Sorry, Guardians of the Galaxy. I I went off on a big tangent. No, that's fine. We were talking about what drew you to the movies originally. I don't know. I like space movies, and I just really liked, I don't know if this sounds weird or if I'm using the right word, but, like, the chemistry of the group. It was just hilarious. And Yandu just, he really got me. Like, I thought that was the coolest power. I watched that scene... Um, when he's like using his arrow and the everywhere in that like field, you know that scene mm-hmm. I'm talking about. And I was like, this is the coolest thing. I wish I could do that. And that just like made me want to watch, I guess, all of them. Okay. Now, did you jump right from Guardians One to Guardians Two without seeing any other movies? Like, had you no. seen Guardians Two before yes, you started? Actually, I'm pretty sure I watched both. Of them. I didn't watch any. Of I them. feel like you did because I feel like when Guardians Two came out, I got a text from you. I saw it in theaters. With lots of crying emojis and oh, yeah. it just said Yandu. So, I know. Oh my gosh. 
I cry every time I watch that, <laughs> that scene. I even cry before it even happens because I know. It's so sad. But Kelly, my sister gives me such a hard time about it, too. She went and saw that movie with me. So I definitely saw the two Guardians before I even started the, the rest of the... Because they're so separate from... I mean, okay. now they're obviously connected, but I think you can watch those two movies without seeing anything else. You could. You can. They're very they're very separate. Hindsight, but. though, now that I've seen all of the other movies, like I pick up on things to sh- that are like in the background when he's with when they're with the collector and stuff. Okay. I'm seeing like you can see. Uh, I can't remember if it was the, elf like the elf giant. Who, what are the? There's who, who's in the second Thor. The second Thor, the uh, the dark elves. The dark elves. I think it's a dark elf that's like in a cage and. Yeah, collectors. the collector has a so dark like, elf in one of his so little boxes. Now that I'm like now that I've seen them all, I pick up on more. But like storyline, you can watch them no problem. Right. Um, since Callie was uh, kind of injured at the time, um, and you were kind of helping take care of her, and you guys were scrolling through the movies, what made the two of you go, let's watch the Marvel films? Of all the of all the other things to be binge-watching in that time, what made you... Well, I, I had asked you before yes. for the list of them, because I wanted to get to them, and I never had the time, and because of that circumstance, okay. I had the time. Okay, I didn't know if this was like a push from her going, I kind of want to watch these, and you're like, well, she, great, well, let's she go. Had seen, she had seen some of them, I think, before, just not like in order or anything. Sure. So we both had the time, and we were just like, let's do it now. Okay. Um, let me ask you this. So when I go to, let's say, a party, and you know everyone's just hanging out, having some drinks every now and then, some politics talk every now and then, I hear some religion talk, which I do my best to veer completely away from because everyone just screams at each other right now. Um, comic books and movies and video games and that stuff just kind of comes up naturally like around me which is awesome because it's stuff I want to talk about anyway but I always feel sometimes that when I start talking that with someone at a party there's a social barrier that drops like it isolates the rest of the room like they don't know what we're talking about like we're suddenly speaking a foreign language and we're just like oh, social barriers drop sorry you guys aren't a part of it but that's mostly because they don't know so are you finding when conversations like that happen around you in the real world now that you have these this Marvel knowledge in your brain? Are you suddenly like, wait, I know what they're talking yeah, about, and you like wanna, start gravitating towards those conversations? Yeah, and I like I like try to bring it up too. Like, oh. I want to talk about it. right, <laughs> right, exactly. Well, that's one of the things in terms of new fandom. That suddenly you're like, oh, I know this language. I know how to speak this, um, and it's interesting. My dad used to joke that. He used to joke about how he doesn't understand anything we're talking about. Like, it's a completely different foreign language to him. And I'm like, no, they're just words. Like, I know you know who Batman is. I know you know who Spider-Man is. You know. So that's why I was I was just wondering if being a new fan, like, has your eyes to the rest of the world in terms of that kind of thing been open much more? Yeah. Like, when you go to a store and see a t-shirt or an action figure or, <laughs> like... My bank account is not very happy with me because I get so attracted to those things now like I'll purposely be in Target and I'll find like a section where I can go where like I buy a Marvel shirt um, or like just like pajamas I have (laughs) I have an excuse I have quite a collection now of like little figurines we were going to get to collecting so we'll jump to that right now (laughs) and I think it would probably be like weird if I wasn't a teacher and I had all of those, because I'm getting a little excessive, but my whole classroom, like my windowsill has all of these characters and my kids love it. So they always make comments and it's gotten to the point now where they make me 
like little things to add to my collection. So yeah, I bought those you, you like little. You sent me a picture of one. Yeah, I have like the little bobblehead things, and what are those like little rubber things called? I sent you a picture of the hob hobgoblin or whatever, you know. Yeah, I don't. You know, don't it's know one of those like weird mystery box like. So like Funko has They're their like, like pop. Things. Funko has their like their pop vinyl figures. Yeah. And um, when you look at those, they basically look like a bobblehead with big eyes, and you know some of them bobble and some of them don't. And then you'll go to the store and you'll see like the same kind of thing, but it's much smaller and it's like in a mystery box and you don't know what it is. I do my best not to buy those. It's really like hard because me, I'm just like I would like that's a cool looking Batman little figurine, but I'd have to buy a bunch of these in hopes that I get Batman. You know? I, well, that's that's so. what my problem was. I so badly wanted Loki. <laughs> so, I, I, and they were on sale at Walgreens, and I was like, all right, well, it was on sale. I'll just get, like, four of them, and hopefully I'll get Loki. Well, I did not get Loki. And then it, like, it, it, um, it happened again. They were, like, on the sale shelf, and I still didn't get Loki. But I have them all in my classroom now, and my kids get a kick out of it, and they, they've made me, like... Sure. It started with Groot, because I had seen Guardians first. So last year, before I watched all of the Marvel films, I had just, like, a bunch of little groups. Um, and I had one on my lanyard for my school ID, and they all loved it. And so then they made me, like, just, like, these little flat iron-on group, group guys, and they made me this, like, really cool... This kid, like, took yarn around, like, some type of... I don't even know what how would I, I don't I don't know how to describe it either. It yeah, was it but was, it was cool. so cool. Like he handmade this little group figurine, and I was like, oh my gosh! And then one of them, the same kid actually, he has the, the, a passion for Marvel like I do. Um, he drew me the the Infinity Gauntlet too, and colored it and everything. So I have it hanging up on my window, and it's just really cool. Right. So I have quite the collection now. <laughs> three t-shirts and I think it's funny because every now and then you will send me a text of a picture of one of them like I don't know who this is <laughs> like you know so um I know and I stumped you with that one you stumped me with the one but I can't remember even who you said it was but I, I'm getting better now I like buy those things just so oh. I can name them to see if I can name them all because oh. I like I like it a lot well is that your only source of collecting? Have you like veered up beyond anything? Like I have a I have a collecting problem. Like I'm like I have the collecting gene. So whether that be movies, books, comic books, uh, video games, I've really curbed that. I don't buy as many video games as I used to. Um, uh, there was a point in my life with action figures, and I'll be very honest in terms of collecting. Um, I collected Star Wars toys originally, so I have a lot of vintage stuff. And then they started a revamp of Star Wars, and then suddenly girls happened, and my and not I don't want to say my fandom weighed, but like some things took a back seat, <laughs> and uh, I really wish, honestly, that I never stopped collecting Star Wars because my collection would have been amazing. And I've slowly gotten back into the Star Wars stuff, um, but I have a collecting problem in terms of things that are out there so is that really all you're looking at right now or are you like because every now and then i'll get a text from you or a snapchat and it'll have a picture of like a figurine that like a that like target or something like that like oh you know. i know i have i've been very good of like telling myself no but i always go down those aisles because i'm just waiting for a good thing there was a loki one that i really wanted but um <laughs> I, it's hard to like it's all good so okay with you've mentioned loki a lot so I was the next thing I wanted to bring up was characters that you're drawn to. Um, what's the attraction to Loki? He's he's funny. 
Okay. And he's mischievous. Well, I mean, there are. I mean, there's women out there who like love Loki, not because they like, not because suddenly like, oh, he's hot. It's the, you know, they like Tom Hiddleston, and then it goes from there. So I didn't know if there was that kind of attraction. I think I was attracted to Loki first, and now I'm starting to like Tom, especially because now I know he speaks Spanish, so that's a plus. But um. Okay. But I I didn't know. know. I just just, I was curious as to where that fandom became. I like. I like that he's he's. A villain, but he's not a villain at the same time. Like he always joins and does the good, the right thing, but he does the wrong thing first, which is funny. Well, he is the god of mischief. So, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> um, are there any other characters you really gravitate towards? Um, and I know, I know these are. I know that's a hard question to answer. Well, no, but... it's not hard. Oh, I mean, okay. I like them all. There's not any that I don't like. I like them all, but I have like favorites. Well, this is a top five podcast. Could you so, come up with five that actually, really like? <laughs> Drew lied. We're actually going to do a top five. It's going to be top five characters that you can that are your favorite off the top of your head. Top five characters off the top of my head. Yeah. And only Marvel because I don't. I only oh. know like, <laughs> okay. So I only, only I'm not really only into Marvel, the DC. Like, I'm like slowly. I was like, I could toe. do that real fast. <laughs> I'm dipping my toe into the DC pool. All right. Um, because it's my pick, I'll let you go first. Oh, I have to. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm gonna go with Captain America. Do you have anything to say about Captain America? Captain America is fantastic, and how about this? I've always liked Captain America. I like him better in the movies than I do in the comic books. Um, I'm not entirely sure why. Okay. Um, maybe it's a maybe it's a thing of writing. Maybe it's a when I'm reading the comic book, I don't hear Chris Evans' voice, but I don't see how Chris Evans anyone else could be Captain America other than Chris Evans. I don't know what it is. Um, I when I was reading Captain America: The Winter Soldier, that specific book feels very Chris Evans' Captain America, but all the other Captain America books. Captain America doesn't seem like he does in the movies. And if unless you're reading them, you don't I don't know if you'll see that the way I do, but I feel like the characters in the comics for some reason are written a little differently than they are in the movies in terms of personality. Or it's the actor making a decision that's making it change. I'm not sure. Yeah, that could be. That could be the case. Anyway, um, but Captain America I've always liked, so I'm going to go with him first. We we matched on that one. Okay. It would be in my top 5. Okay. He's funny. So since we matched, I have to I like immediately. That he's, <laughs> which which Captain no, America ahead. is your favorite? What do you mean? Movie. My favorite Captain America movie is Winter Soldier, and I truly think that even though we're twenty movies deep, even with as much as I loved Infinity War, I still think the Winter Soldier is by far my favorite of the entire. Movie. I agree. I like that one scene in the first one though, when he before he was Captain America, when he jumped on the grenade. Oh right. Yeah. Mem- well, I have like m- memorable it's... scenes from all of the movies, and that's one of them. Oh, great! We should skip that and just go to your favorite memorable scenes. But um, that will be another podcast. So, oh yeah, <laughs> hey! So far, this is going well, and I think you should come on again. Um, so uh, my second pick, we'll just go with that. Um, top of my head, uh, let's say uh, Spider-Man. Okay. But I'm going to be very specific about this. Because my favorite iteration of Spider-Man is when he's an adult, not when he's in high school. I know a lot of people love the high school Spider-Man. Um, I'm not talking adult like Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield. I'm talking Spider-Man from the comics when he was an adult and actually married to Mary Jane. Um, that era of Spider-Man is my favorite. Isn't um, he not supposed to be an adult when he's Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield? No, they just cast they a just... 30-year-old to play a high school student. <laughs> Um, 
No, Andrew Garfield, I think, was a better choice in terms of age for the character, but he also graduated, and then in the movies, he graduated, and then you see him later on. I didn't see those ones. Um, In the Tobey Maguire ones, he was in high school for a little bit, graduated, and then went on, but he was still, I always felt he was too old to be playing the character. Um, If, but only be, he's not too old to be playing the character, he was too old to be playing the character with what they were trying to do in the movie. If they would have made it adult Spider-Man, married to Mary Jane, and that kind of stuff, Tobey Maguire was fine. There's aspects of all the Spider-Man movies I like. It's really hard to defend Spider-Man 3. But there is like a couple things in that movie that I can defend. Um, so Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man was fine. Um, Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man was fine. I love Tom Holland and what he's doing. Um, I just... Spider-Man in that era when he's married to Mary Jane is my favorite. So... Um, Spider-Man, before I was, like, introduced to the true superhero world, Spider-Man was always my favorite. Oh, okay. Um, like, though, I think, like, the Tobey Maguire's Spider-Mans were the first, like, superhero movies I probably watched. And I really did like the first two, but, yeah, the third one's a little rough to watch. Um, my next one um, would be probably... I do like Spider-Man. I don't know if he would make my official top five um but iron man i and the reason why iron man makes my top five is because iron man is the reason why i put off watching all of those movies for so long originally i thought that i was like not gonna like iron man i was like this is gonna be so dumb like i don't want to watch iron and he's like the central focus of the and he's so cool like tony stark is awesome like i want to hang out well they could they couldn't have casted iron man better he's perfect like yeah. Oh my gosh. So I love his personality. It just draws me to him. I think he's so funny. And and I also like Captain America. And when I was watching those movies, everyone was asking me, you included, like, are you going to be Team Iron Man or Team Captain America? Like, which Oh yeah, when you get the Civil, Civil War. War? Are you, what? And, I, and, and that's why I dislike that movie so much because those are like my two favorite characters at that time and I couldn't pick sides. I thought it was so stupid that they were right. fighting. I'm like, come on, your friends get well, over it. Well, in Infinity War when Iron Man gets stabbed and you're just like, no! And like you're just screaming. You, you want to scream out loud. Um, I thought to myself, here it is. This is it. Tony Stark's done. And then when he doesn't die and the movie comes gets to come to a close, I'm like, he hasn't had his reunion with Steve yet. That's why they can't kill him. Like, him and Captain America have to have their reunion. Civil War was the crux of all this. So my whining and moaning in my head about the things I didn't like about Civil War, whether it's comic books or the movies, that Infinity War storyline completely rectifies it all for me. Because Civil War was one of the most frustrating points in the comics and the films for me. Um, And I know I'm not the only person out there who thinks that. Um, So there's a lot of people I've talked to who've said Civil War is what drove them away from comic books for a little while. So Yeah, that movie was rough. Well, we match Iron Man on that, so I've given you three. What's your third? Well, I mean, I've already talked about I'm pretty sure if they don't know that Loki's not on my that Loki's on oh, my list, sure. then they okay. <laughs> he's definitely on there. So I mean I could go on and on about how, how much I like him. So then do I do another one? No, that'd be mine, because that's three and three. So okay. I'm gonna go with Black Widow. 
Um, I've always liked Black Widow, and it has nothing to do with Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> um, I've always liked Black Widow, but the, what they're doing with her in the movies is fantastic. Um, I said in an earlier episode that I always get, I always kind of gravitate towards the street-level characters, the ones who don't have superpowers or maybe have only one superpower. Um, so they don't appear to be as strong, and then they come out being like this amazing character. Um, so... Yeah, I like her too. I when I was trying to figure out who I was going to be for Halloween, it was between her or or um Scarlet Witch. So, uh for those of you listening at home, uh Bren here sent me a text that she's working on a Halloween costume and because of previous conversations about characters she likes and stuff like that that we've clearly had, I thought she was going to do Black Widow and I was like, "Great, I can't wait to see some pictures and <laughs> stuff." So, um <laughs> Uh, at the end of the day, uh, she ended up choosing uh, Scarlet Witch, which was great. The costume looks phenomenal. Like, I mad, mad props for how that came out. So. No, I was so proud of it. I wanted to keep it on forever. Well, that's the thing. I was it curious. Might be, <laughs> I might be repeated, repeating it for next Halloween. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, which, uh, that brings you to your fourth choice. I know. This is hard because I have two, two fourths, but one would have to be an honorable mention. Um, I'll go with... Yandu probably. Yandu. I just think his superpower is so cool with the arrow. Like, that's what made me like Guardian so much is that that whistling where he could just whistle and it just, it was so, the arrow just moved so beautifully through people, through through the (laughs) air, just everything. And then they did a good job of the set with the second one too, that other scene when they're in the ship and he finally gets his, the big mohawk. It was just really, really Cool. And I was really sad when he had to no longer live. Had to die. All right. <laughs> yeah, I think we all had were. To I die. mean, that that Mary Poppins scene is phenomenal. Oh my gosh, that was so good. Um, so uh, my last choice, since you've made me do a top five, and I'm not going to do any honorable mentions because the only way I'm an, the only way I'll do an honorable mention is if I really put some time into it. But if I had to think, uh, my final choice for the night will be Scarlet Witch. Um, and Scarlet Witch, over time has very slowly become one of my all-time favorite Marvel characters. Um, I truly think, and I know there's people out there that want to argue with me, but I truly think that Scarlet Witch is, in fact, uh, the most powerful Marvel character in existence, and it's just not shown on the movies. Um, If you read comic books and you want to argue that Scarlet Witch is not the most powerful character in the Marvel Universe, I beg you to go read the book House of M, and when you get to the end of that, if you disagree with me, I'd like you to try and prove it, Um, because that book truly shows how powerful Scarlet Witch really is, and it's frightening. Um, But her growth as a character and her struggle and reality and all that stuff, what what she can really do is just, it's mind-boggling. So in terms of me liking street-level characters and not characters who get that more powerful. I'm so attracted to the mystery of what she really is and can do. So do you like what they've done with her in the movies? I mean, I, I have, they've just really, I think they've downplayed her powers in the films, but we have another movie that she clearly has to be a part of. Yeah. So because of that, I'm really curious to see what's going, what, how, how, how big are they really going to make her? Yeah, I'm excited for that, too. I just don't know enough about her for her. I mean, she's. I like her, obviously. I mean, I was her for Halloween, and I've been doing my little research about more about who she is and stuff. Um, in the comic world, I've been watching a lot of videos that kind of explain it, so I, I definitely need to read 
read actual comics about her because I like her a lot. Um, final pick? Magneto. Okay. He's just so cool. Like, out of all of the movies that I've watched, Avengers and now X-Men, because I've also finished all of those, um, he just really stands out to me. The, I like... I like both versions in the film, the old version and the younger version, but this one scene when he's breaking out of that, like, plastic jail and Mystique... And X-Men, too. Yeah. Yeah. And Mystique, like, injects iron into that guard's body, and then the, the, the guard goes back in there, and Magneto's just laying on the bed, and he's like something's different about you and he's like <laughs> if this is a spoiler I'm sorry this here's is... the thing the movie came out so long ago that yeah. it's your fault for not seeing it so have at it <laughs> he just he just like he just sticks out his hand and he levitates the guard and then just like takes the iron out of his blood and forms these little balls that just shoot the shoot everything to like have him escape and then they pull back the plastic gate so he can't leave his little square. And then he takes those balls and just forms them into a platform. And he's just, he steps onto the, the platform and is going towards all the guards while these other little like metal balls that he created are just twirling around him. And it's just like the coolest scene, in my opinion, out of all of the, all of the movies I've watched, that scene is just so cool. And, and since that scene, I've just been drawn to him. I've been reading about him. I love every single part that he's in. He's just my favorite. Fantastic. He's awesome. So who do you prefer, Loki or... It's hard. I think I prefer... Uh, I can't. I don't know if I can choose. Don't make me choose. Okay, I won't. A um, couple final questions because I don't want to run too long. Um, how about this? If we could keep going, we could, but I don't, our listeners would be like, seriously, can you guys stop talking? Um, eventually, I just don't want to run too long. So, uh, are there any moments in the, f- how about this? You don't have to give me a top five, but are there any movies, aside from the Guardians films, that really stand out, that you're just like, oh my god, I absolutely love this film? My, my favorite movies, probably. Yeah, aside from Guardians, because we already yeah. know you like those, but are there any, like, we're not talking, like, it doesn't have to be your f- single yeah. favorite, but if there's like two or three that you really stand out and this. Because you've only watched the Marvel films and then the so X Men films. So do you films. want out of all of them? Sure. Of Avengers and sure. X-Men? Just if there's a cut, just two or three. You don't have to give me like this massive, you know, autobiography. Thor Ragnarok. Okay. I really really liked that one a lot. I thought it was funny and it reminded me a lot of Guardians. Are, are they directed by the same or something? Uh no. No. Okay. Guardians is James Gunn and yeah, you're right. I don't talk, know why. We've talked about James but, Gunn's yeah, like but they were, Exodus, but yeah, they were just I don't know. It there was a lot of. It was a different director though than the other ones, right? Um, because they did something different from the first what, two. Thor, right? Uh no, it, I don't know. Who, Kenneth Branagh directed the first one. I don't. Off the top of my head, I don't know who directed the second one, but... Um, it was a an, an different guy from thir- and Ragnarok. And a different guy for Ragnarok. That guy should do all of them. He is... I don't know. I just love that one. It was... I had heard scenes. that he's in talks to do Guardians 3. Or at least that's what oh, I was yeah. reading. Yeah, I, I heard that too. So that one, uh, I really liked Winter Soldier a lot. I don't know. Those two are probably my favorite ones. X-Men 2. I like that just because of that scene with Magneto. <laughs> a lot of people say that's one of the greatest superhero movies in general. 
Um, too. Yeah, that's that's one of those that's one of those superhero movies that today people still argue is one of the greatest superhero movies ever made. Yeah. Um, so. I like them all, but those ones are my, probably my top ones. Like I could just watch them over and over again. I could watch them all over and over again, but. Um, do you are there any characters aside from Loki and Magneto that you really gravitate towards that you really love? Well. Not not to the extreme. Like, I'm a little okay. bit obsessive with Loki and Magneto. I know you are. I know you are. But I didn't know if there were any characters. Like, you know, I really like Wolverine or, oh, you know, I really, you I have, know. like, favorites from, like, both sides. Because for me, since I haven't read the comics, there are they are separate things to me. Like, it's weird now that they're going to be kind of with this deal that's going on. They're going to be in the same universe again. And that's really weird to me because they just seem so different. Like, I can't imagine a crossover, even though I know it exists. And it's funny because all I want is a crossover. And I want it too now. I, I also want it too, but it's just, it's so, like, I don't know anything different than what it is separate. So it will be weird when it, when it is combined. Um, and I don't even remember what I was saying about this, what brought me to this okay that's fine <laughs> um what are there any moments that make you smile all of the moments all of them <laughs> anything comes specifically to mind no i mean i just when i'm watching them in the moment i'm smiling the whole time unless i'm crying <laughs> okay because i know you have <laughs> one of the things i it doesn't matter what i'm watching um or reading i always feel like i'm emotionally invested and if I'm not emotionally invested, that's when I start turning it off or playing with my phone. I'm like, I don't really need to be watching this, and I go look at something else. Yeah. Um, and that's usually what pulls me away from television shows. If I'm not emotionally invested by a certain episode number, I'm out. Um, so if all the moments make you smile, that's great. Um, and I know you have an emotional journey with this because some of the texts I get as you I'm watch very, these movies. I'm very involved in it emotionally. Um, what are there any moments in these films, X Men, Marvel, that you've seen so far that make you cry? Specifically, Yondu's death aside, because you've already mentioned yeah, that, that one gets me every time. Um, that one is pretty much the only one. I I feel like I I'm emotionally attached to Magneto, so like that scene also when his whole family was killed. And his oh, whole family, right. his wife and his daughter. Um, I, I didn't actually cry that time, but <laughs> I felt bad for him. Those scenes. Other than that, I don't know. I, basically, I feel whatever. I feel like I'm a part of that world, so <laughs> whatever's going on, I have those same emotions as the characters. <laughs> right on. <laughs> okay. Um, well, Marvel aside... Because you basically reached the end of the road for Marvel, unless you want to watch like the Blade films, or if you want to watch like no. the Punisher well, movies or I whatever. Tried to, and... Remember, I asked you about what TV shows I should watch for Marvel. <laughs> yeah, I just couldn't really get into it. That's okay. And also, I heard that they're like canceling all of them now because of this the chain like. The yeah, we we're not really sure what the real reason is. I just assume it's because Disney's setting up their app and Netflix is going. Well, the content's going to get pulled, so we might as well just end the show. Um, I really liked Daredevil for what I watched of it. I didn't watch the whole thing. Um, I know people had problems with Iron Fist, and they were all happy that it got canceled. So I don't. I guess it all depends. If you want to explore um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I think it had its ups and downs. There were parts that I got really frustrated with and eventually stopped watching, but um, I know people who still watch it and defend it. They're like, it's, they still tell me it's a great show. So, um, but, you know, Disney's having their Loki show coming, so you're, you're getting that. And I heard there might be a Scarlet Witch one, right? Yeah, apparently there's going to be a Scarlet Witch one, and there very well might be a Falcon and Bucky team-up show. <laughs> 
but I can just see them running around like a buddy cop That's show. That's another thing. I would love to have those wings. Oh, yeah. The, the falcon wings are fantastic. Um, I love that scene when they... You don't know... How about this? As a non-reader of comic books, when he hands Captain America the file, his military file, and Cap says... I thought you said you're a paratrooper, and he goes, I never said that. And then you see him with the wings on. You know, yeah. as a comic book fan, I knew what he was talking about. But as a non-reader, you were like, whoa, you know, I can imagine your response to those wings. Well, and I didn't, like, I've heard all of these names before prior to watching these movies. I didn't necessarily sure. know who they were. But then as soon as I saw that, I'm like, oh, that must be Falcon. So I, like, I'm... I'm smarter than I think I am, I guess. All right. I'm like, maybe I've always heard these things from people talking about it, but now I can actually be a part of that world. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, now that you've kind of, you're reaching the end of the Marvel road, are there any franchises that are like making you go, I never saw that. I should give it a try. You know, anything you're interested in because now, now the door is open. Are you like, trying to get me to watch Star Wars? I eventually you're going to say I want to watch Star Wars and we're going to have the big Star Wars conversation. No, what I'm saying is is that how about this? We have the year is coming to an end. I know you're a Star Trek <laughs> fan, but the year is coming to an end and we're going to be looking at a new con season. Comic-Cons are going to be coming. The door is now open because you're a Marvel fan and you're going to be like what el-? eventually you're going to go what else is out there? So are there any is there anything in the back and that you've known about that you've like I've never watched that I need to give it a try or everyone loves this I'm just curious. Well, I'm probably going to try to start to watch the DC movies now. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to read comics though. I'm going to start to read them. I have one comic. I own one comic. Yes. Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm going to read a bunch of them, but movie-wise um, and TV-wise cuz I guess the DC um, TV shows are really good They're, from what people tell me. You know what? And I know that I give, I blow a lot of some sunshine up the CW's yeah. ass, but they're doing yeah. such amazing not, things over You're not there. the only one. A bunch of people have told me, like, the movies aren't that great, like, it's compared to, like, how Marvel has done all their movies. Well, I like, think, TV shows I think really because good. of what Marvel's doing has made the general public give the DC movies an unfair criticism. So, and, like, Batman and Superman... There is so much in the movie, so much. And even if you're a non-reader of the books, you might not see it. But if you read the books, it's so deep in terms of dialogue, in terms of like themes and subject matter and all this stuff. I think I just think the movies are getting an unfair uh, yeah. level of criticism, basically. So you got DC on your list. Was there anything else? No. Okay. I, I listen to suggestions. So okay. whatever people tell me to learn Well, to. whenever you're ready to have the next how do I what order do I watch things in, I well, will send gladly me that DC. I think I, will. I think you told me what it was, but I don't remember. I will. I'll send and it. And I've to seen you. some of them, but I want to watch them in like in order. Okay. I will. And you're more than welcome to borrow them. Because I I've seen I know it's not part of like the the sequence of like the new movies that are coming out, but I the Dark Knight trilogy is like one of my favorite trilogies, like some of my favorite movies over all movies. Brian shaking his head because everybody agrees that those yeah. movies are phenomenal. And I know, I, I heard, when I hear complaints about The Dark Knight, I'm like, you're looking for problems. Like, you know the movie's amazing. You're looking for problems. By the way, if you didn't know this, and, and I'm not directly talking to you or Ryan, I'm directly talking to anyone who's listening to this, I found out that The Dark Knight is the only superhero movie to be on IMDb's top 10 movies of all time. And I thought that was interesting, oh, wow. and I'm like, and that's, and I know everyone's like, 
Drew's a Batman fan, so he uses that as the bar. He uses that as his biased opinion. It's a blind love for Batman. I know, I do, sure. But I've always felt that The Dark Knight, when it came out, it set the bar of what a comic book movie should be, and everyone else has been trying to reach that bar. Yeah. I, it's really good. So. I saw that one before Batman Begins. Oh, okay. And then I went backwards. You're <laughs> like, this was amazing. <laughs> I, I knew the back. story of Batman, so. Sure. And I liked the Joker a lot, but so that, I mean, but that movie was so, all of them I really liked. Yeah. All right. Well, it's really good to have you as part of our world now because um, we're always looking for more. Uh, the nerd nerds run this planet now, so um, we're always looking for another member. Uh, so, Bryn, thank you very much, and this was fantastic. You should, you're should you more than welcome to come on anytime you want. If you're just like, I saw this, I have to come talk about it, just shoot me a text. You are always welcome to join us. Um, so we're going to bring this to a close for the night. Um, I hope you guys all enjoyed something different. Next week we'll be doing our top five team sport movies. Uh, Peter should be back next week, so we'll be good there. And Christmas is coming soon. I mentioned that there was a delay in uh, episodes. I actually haven't seen it yet, so maybe it, the Thanksgiving break that Apple takes didn't really affect because of our release schedule. I don't know. What I will say is that Ba- their break for Christmas is a little bit longer, so if there's a delay in one of our episodes, it's only because Apple's on a delay for their podcasts, but we will still release it on our website. Uh, with that being said, if you want to interact with the show, shoot us an email, top5report at gmail.com. We have a Facebook, we have a Twitter, top5report. We're on iTunes. Subscribe to us, send us a review, let us know how we're doing. Uh, tell your friends, um, and we plan on expanding this to maybe Stitcher or YouTube or you know wherever else we can get podcasts uploaded. But we're still young, so we're learning. Um, for the top five report, I'm Drew. Ryan's waving. I'm Bryn. <laughs> thank you, Bryn, for joining us. Thank we'll you. see you guys all next week. Good night, everybody. Mm-hmm.